my business is not the meaning for my life. It's just one piece of the jigsaw puzzle. It's the relationships that really matter uh, to me in my mind. And the way to develop these and get the most out of them is to invest time in them, to invest energy in them. Just like anything, you you, you reap the rewards of the things that you focus on. So um, if relationships are at the core of the things that are important to you, then spend time on them. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Aiden Booth here, welcome to The Growth Booth. This is episode number 77, where in this show today, we're talking about life lessons at 40. I've just uh, entered my fifth decade, I've just turned 40 years old, and I've spent some time reflecting a little bit, thinking about uh, some of my best moments, some of my biggest wins, some of my toughest losses, some uh, unexpected outcomes, and I'd like to share these with you over the next uh, couple of episodes. So this is episode number 77, and as always, you can find uh, show notes, uh, links to other resources, and all that good stuff over at thegrowthbooth.com. Just head to episode number 77. And in this episode, I'm going to go through 20 uh, different tips, uh, life hacks, uh, thoughts that I've had as I've been reflecting here. And then in episode number 79, which will be released in a couple of weeks time, I'll go through uh, the second half of the tips that uh, and, and ideas that I've, I've come up with. And just before we begin here, you know, I know that there are a lot of listeners of the show who have got far more life experience than me. In fact, uh, recently, I received an email from a woman in her 80s, who is a regular listener uh, to the show. So I'm not here to tell you that I've got all the answers or all the life experience. I just want to share some experiences that I've had, lessons that I've learned, and the hope that you can add them uh, into your own toolbox of life hacks. So with that said, let's dive in. And in no particular order, the first uh, tip or lesson that I've got for you is to focus on one thing at a time. Um, you know, if you really think about it, is there a simpler way to get more meaningful work done than by simply focusing in, in on one thing at a time and not multitasking. Um, I know that for me personally, I've always got my best work done when I am focused on just one thing at a time. In fact, there's a book, which is one of my favorites called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. The One Book It's one of my favorites. And the book argues against the notion of multitasking and instead encourages people to focus their energy and attention towards the most important work. And it really promotes this idea that success isn't about doing more, but actually rather about doing less. By narrowing your focus to one thing at a time, uh, you can get better outcomes. Um, and the one thing is something that you can apply to your personal life, to your work life, to er any area of life where you're striving to achieve your best outcome uh, possible. And like I said, I've certainly found this to be the case in my own life. The second tip here is that understand that it's never too late to start something new. So my most recent personal example of this is studying Italian, which I started just over a month ago, and I'm loving it. In fact, um, if you check out episode number 72 of The Growth Booth, where I talk about explosive uh, growth hacks, uh, you'll find out more about my uh, rapid uh, Italian learning 
project, okay? Um, but from a business standpoint, I hear about people well into their 60s, you know, 70s, 80s who are making breakthroughs. Maybe it's earning their first dollar online, setting up an e-commerce store or a niche website for the first time ever. And we don't have to look far for a lot of different examples of people who have um, made massive breakthroughs in the later stages or the later decades of their life. I mean, one of the most famous ones is Colonel Sanders, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And uh, at the age of 62, he was cashing in social security checks. He was you know, not earning a lot of money. He was living on social security and he began visiting restaurants across the United States, cooking batches of chicken uh, for owners of the restaurants and their employees. And if they liked it, then he entered into a handshake agreement on the spot, negotiating franchise rights. And that was the beginning of KFC, one of the uh, world's most popular fast food chains. So uh, Colonel Sanders' story is a really good example, I think, of that it's never too late uh, to start doing something new. Another lesson that I've I've thought of um, as I've been reflecting here is that it's important, in my opinion, to ask for help when you need help. And I think we all need help sometimes and asking for help from someone who has been through whatever it is that we're going through. And it could be something related to business. It could be something related to fitness. It could be something related to parenting or whatever it is. It's one of the most effective ways to succeed. It's one of the most surefire ways to shortcut um, or sort of hack your way towards uh, getting better results faster. The fourth tip that I've got here is to prioritize self-care and well-being. And it's easy to fall into this trap of treating yourself like a machine, at least from uh, a work or online business perspective. You know, I've been through this where there have been periods of my online business where I've sort of been grinding my way to income through just brute force, but that's hard to sustain. And normally, results in a collapse of of some kind or a breakdown or burnout. And Warren Buffett's got a quote here, which I'll I'll just read out, which has always stuck with me. And he said that, imagine that you had a car and that was the only car you'd have in your entire lifetime. Of course, you'd care for it well, changing the oil more frequently than necessary, driving carefully uh, and so on. Now, consider that you only have one mind and body. Prepare them for life, care for them. You can enhance your mind over time. A person's main asset is themselves. So preserve and enhance yourself. And I think this really sums up the importance of investing time, effort, and resources into maintaining and improving our physical health, but also our mental uh, capabilities as well. It highlights this principle of uh, self-care and lifelong learning and reminds us that we should take care of our health and well-being is these are key assets that uh, we truly uh, own in our lives. And if we don't have these two things right, then we're never going to be able to perform at our potential. The fifth tip I've got for you here is to learn to say no without feeling guilty. And this is something that comes more easily to some people than others. And I can tell you that after well over a decade of working on this myself, it's still something that I keep um, working on because opportunities are endless. And as an entrepreneur, I think, you know, we want to say yes to as much as we can. As uh, someone who enjoys helping other people, I like to say yes, 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 uh, when people ask me for things. But 
the more you can say no to, the more you're going to be able to focus. And I've just given you a quote from Warren Buffett, but Charlie Munger, his business partner said, the difference between uh, successful people and really successful people is that the really successful people say no to almost everything. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, they've got a single-minded uh, focus. The sixth uh, lesson that I've, I've got for you here today is valuing experiences over material uh, possessions. And when I look back at my first four decades, it's easy for me to spot what my most cherished memories and moments are. And none of them are items or physical things. They are all experiences and relationships. And um, I do enjoy some nice things. I like traveling business class. I like the fact that I've got a, a holiday home in a beautiful spot in New Zealand. But the things that have made me happiest and feel most fulfilled in life are the small things. It might be, you know, skimming stones uh, in the river with my kids or you know, dancing on the street with thousands of other happy people after Argentina won the Football World Cup or going to a concert with my wife or swimming uh, in the ocean or whatever it might be. These are experiences that have left me f um, feeling fulfilled and other things that are, are really burned into my memory as, as cherished memories. And I can't say the same for, um, you know, when I've purchased the latest pair of virtual reality goggles, as an example, or, or other material items. And people with much, much more life experience than me will tell you that this idea truly crystallizes when you get to the later stages of your life. So again, um, I think experiences trump possessions every single time. Embrace learning and failure as opportunities. So I can't tell you the number of times that, that I've failed. I can tell you, though, that I have failed far more times than what I've succeeded. And failing often feels like a sucker punch. But at the moment when you are most down, feeling most dejected, that's when you really need to get back up and see what you can learn from the failure. So turn that failure into a learning opportunity and make it part of the journey. And an example that comes to mind here uh, related to my own online business was I remember way back in 2007, 2008, my Google AdWords account was shut down. This was at a time when I had battled to start building an online income and I had finally got it. And my ads that I was running, paid traffic, were being seen by you know hundreds of thousands of people. And I woke up one morning and I hadn't made any commissions. And I thought, you know, what's going on here? Why haven't I made any commissions? And it was because my advertising had been turned off. So I went and had a look at it and I saw um, this horrible message saying that Google had shut down my account. And to this day, I don't know why that happened. I don't know what um, I did wrong. Um, it was quite possibly just an algorithm decision to shut my account down. And it was soul destroying at the time. But what I did um, out of necessity was I changed the way that I started to get traffic. So I, I'd already become uh, somewhat of an expert in paid traffic, at least from Google. And I used this as an opportunity through necessity to start becoming an expert in other areas of traffic. And I dived into search engine optimization traffic and other types of traffic as well. And, you know, when I look back now, I realized that getting my account shut down way back in 2007, 2008 was just a blip on the radar because today I've got multiple Google accounts and I can spend, you know, thousands of dollars a day, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars every single day on advertising. But back in 2007, 2008, that was a, a big deal for me. So I think when you look at things through a longer term lens as well, it allows you to give, uh, to have a bit more uh, perspective and embracing failure uh, as a learning opportunity 
is an approach that's that's never let me down. This episode is brought to you by Cartsy. Cartsy is an all-in-one e-commerce shopping platform that can help you build an e-commerce business in record time. It provides you with all the bells and whistles that you need to get started selling your own products online. And it's incredibly easy to use, built for newbies who want to grow an online business without all the hassles and headaches that come with other shopping platforms. If you'd like to learn more about Cartsy and take advantage of a special offer that we've set up and I can do that because I'm actually the owner of Cartsy, then head over to thegrowthbooth.com forward slash Cartsy, that's spelt C-A-R-T-Z-Y, that's thegrowthbooth.com forward slash Cartsy, and get more information about how we can help you build an e-commerce business and how you can unlock the power of Cartsy today. Now back over to the episode. The eighth uh, idea or thought that I've got for you here today is to make time for your hobbies and interests. And I can remember my grandma saying to me uh, when I was growing up, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I think there's a lot of truth to this. If uh, you don't have hobbies or interests, you're missing out. And there have been times in my life when my focus has been almost exclusively on my work. And they've been the moments when my life has been the most one-dimensional and unbalanced. And sometimes I think you need to actively look for something that interests you. And it's not until you actually start doing something that the things that you're doing start becoming interesting. Um, so for me right now, I'm, I'm interested in learning Italian. Uh, for the past uh, you know, 10 to 15 years, I've been doing a lot of swimming as, as a pastime. Uh, travel adventures with my family is something I enjoy. I've been following the Formula One uh, races a lot over the past couple of years and getting to watch some of them live, uh, reading a lot of books, just to name a few. And uh, I also put this podcast in the hobby basket as well, because although it's related to my business, I enjoy it. And it's an outlet that is quite different from a lot of the other areas in my business. And I think when you have got, or when you make time for hobbies and interests, your business and your relationships automatically benefit from that. So it's not like, oh yeah, I'm going to spend some time on my hobbies at the expense of my business. It's quite the opposite. You spend some time doing something that allows you to uh, recharge the batteries, um, to get some rest from maybe focusing on the business, and then it actually helps build the big business up. So um, these are things that all um, help, um, you know, rise, um, um, you know, all the activities uh, sort of simultaneously there. Number nine I've got here is to be intentional about who you spend your time with. And toxic relationships are called toxic for a reason. I found that people are either going to charge you up or drain your batteries. They'll either bring out the best in you or they will uh, bring out mediocrity in you. And there's not much middle ground here. People are either um, battery chargers or battery drainers. They're bringing out the best in you or they're bringing out mediocrity uh, in you. And it's easier to be happy and easier to be successful when you're surrounded by people who bring out the best in you in all areas of your life. And, um, you know, there's another um, uh, saying, I can't remember who said it, but, um, you know, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think there's actually a lot of truth in that as well. So think about, you know, who do you spend your time with uh, on a business standpoint, on a personal life standpoint, and are these people, people that are truly bringing out the best of you, in you? And if not, then maybe it's time to start spending some less time with them and uh, finding people who really do bring out the best in you. Cultivate a growth mindset and lifelong learning. And I remember 
a professor at university used to say to me and my classmate, but he would say to me all the time, Aiden, even the best can get better. And he would say that every single day, so much so that it became a bit of a joke, actually. But he was right. And we've seen this over and over again through uh, practice. I'm sure uh, you've seen it as well. You think, you know, um, you get to a point where something's working really well, but you can still get better. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, says habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effect of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day and yet the impact they deliver over months and years can be enormous. And this is also known as marginal gains. And James Clear also said that, you know, if you improve by just 1% each day over the course of a year, that would be more than 37 times, uh, you know, doubling on itself. So 37 times better, uh, which is massive. And this is all down to that compounding nature of improvement. And it's right at the heart of a um, growth mindset, in my opinion. So um, lesson number 10 there was to cultivate a growth mindset and lifelong learning. Lesson number 11 is to let go of the past and focus on the future. You can't do anything to change the past, but you can change the future by focusing on what you're doing today. Now, this isn't rocket science. It's just common sense. So ditch the baggage ditch what you have or haven't achieved in the past because every day you start with a clean slate and every day you've got an opportunity to choose what you're going to do and there will be flow-on effects and you can use this to your advantage. Number 12 I've got here is to maintain a balanced diet and regularly uh, exercise. And uh, another nugget of wisdom from my grandma was an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And the underlining meaning here speaks to the value of consistent small action, actions like eating healthily and, and exercising for maintaining good health and keeping illness at bay. And as a side benefit of exercising the body, I find that I get my best ideas and indeed my best clarity of uh, my ideas while I'm working out. So in my experience, exercise does far more than just uh, keep you physically fit. It does far, far more than that. And I think, at least for me, it's been a really important part um, of my most successful projects uh, have happened when I've had that that balance, uh, especially of uh, diet and exercise. Number 13 I've got is to not undervalue the importance of sleep. So don't undervalue the importance of sleep. There's a book which is one of the best ones I've read in, in the past few years called Why We Sleep by uh, Matthew Walker. And uh, it's a book that really changed my understanding of the importance of sleep and a must-read book, in my opinion. And in the book, uh, you'll learn why sleep is, is really crucial for good health, how it impacts uh, memory and learning, how it can uh how it can decrease the risk of disease or a lack of sleep will increase the risk of disease, how regular sleep uh, and sleeping on a regular schedule actually improves your quality of life, emotional processing, why, you know, sleeping pills don't mimic real sleep. Um, you know, sleep positively impacts uh, human development, enhances creativity and so much more. Now, um, this might be one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, of course you need you know, have to have to have a good sleep and stuff. But I think if you're someone that uh, easily falls into the trap of not sleeping enough, then if you read that book, it'll give you some uh, timely uh, reminders. So that was called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. 
The 14th uh, idea that I've got for you here is to embrace vulnerability as a strength and not a weakness. And this means really acknowledging your emotions and accepting that you're human and not infallible. And, you know, vulnerability is often seen as a sign of weakness, but in reality, it takes courage to show your true self and, you know, all your strengths and your flaws that, that go with them. So, for example, traditional leadership often encourages leaders to maintain that image of uh, invulnerability or um, strength. But admitting that you don't know something, admitting that you've done something wrong, it can actually help foster a relationship of trust, uh, openness and mutual respect with uh, your teammates, um, you, you know, your loved ones and, and so on and so forth. And I think embracing vulnerability is so much more about strength than it is about weakness. And it's something that um, I've learned to embrace in my life. Number 15 I've got here is to, to spend time outdoors and recharge and find inspiration uh, by being outdoors. And in an ideal world for me, this would mean a walk along the beach. It would mean a walk through the mountains, through the bush, in the nature. Uh, but because I live amongst the hustle and bustle of Buenos Aires, I, I can't really do that. So I managed to get my recharge by walking down beautiful avenues, by walking through the park, sometimes by listening to music, and sometimes just by absorbing life and everything that's going on around me. Uh, and similar to when I'm doing physical exercise, I get some of my best clarity and my best ideas when I take time to go for a walk and be outside in general. Number 16 I've got here is to celebrate the small wins as well as the big victories. And there are a number of reasons that you might want to do this. For one, motivation. So small wins uh, will help you maintain motivation and it can often be challenging to stay uh, motivated, especially when you're working towards a big goal that can sometimes feel, um, you know, unachievable. It's a big long-term goal. But if you break that down to smaller targets, and this ties in quite nicely, by the way, with the 12 week year that I've spoken about with for project planning, then you can knock off smaller goals and you can celebrate them. I think it's also good for tracking your progress. So small wins show that you're on the right path and you're moving forward. It's great for building confidence as well and recognizing that small, uh, you know, victories are going to help build up your confidence and give you, um, you know, that, that self-confidence to believe that you can achieve what you're ultimately trying to achieve. Positive psychology can come out of celebrating small wins. Um, so can momentum and also small victories are a little bit like stepping stones um, or that lead to larger achievements. So I think um, recognizing them and celebrating them is, is really important. And you can do this in different ways. It doesn't have to be, you know, what, whatever, whatever it means to you to celebrate something. Maybe it's, um, I, I don't know, it's going to be different, different for everyone, but um, at least recognizing them and um, using them as a way to uh, generate that, that good momentum is, is a good tip there. Number 17 I've got is to practice mindfulness and stay present at the moment. So prior to the pandemic kicking off, I really got into using Headspace, which is an iPhone app uh, or a smartphone app uh, for meditation and mindfulness. Nowadays, I actually prefer one called Waking Up by Sam Harris. The The idea is similar. Uh, Sam Harris provides quite a, a pragmatic pro approach to mindfulness and uh, his app is packed with useful and perspective building discussions as well as guided meditations as well. And I find that this, this helps, um, you know, raise my uh, level of focus 
and awareness and keeps me grounded with uh, a perspective of, of life in general. So I think practicing mindfulness and staying present in the moment is, is really important. Number 18 is to regularly express gratitude for what you've had. And something that I practice every single day when I wake up, and this is just a habit for me at this point, is to think of three things that I'm grateful for, three wins from yesterday, and three things that I'm looking forward to achieving or doing today. And this simple routine takes about 60 seconds. I do it when I'm lying in bed before I've even uh, got out of bed. And the process of consciously thinking about what you're grateful for goes a long way to keeping your feet on the ground uh, and living a positive life. And the first part of those, that little routine that I go through is to think of three things that I'm grateful for. And these could be the most um, trivial things like, you know, I'm grateful that I didn't get woken up at 2 a.m. in the morning uh, by one of my kids, or I'm grateful that, uh, you know, my family is healthy, or I'm grateful that I've got, you know, uh, an amazing um, team that, that I work with on a daily basis. It could be anything. It could be anything. Um, it doesn't have to be a major thing, and you could repeat the same thing regularly. It's just to give you perspective and to help you uh, kickstart the day uh, in the right frame of mind. Number 19 I've got here is to prioritize your mental health as much as you prioritize your physical health. So holistic well-being impacts productivity and performance and quality life and so much more. And a lot of the ideas that we've spoken about here uh, on this show today already will help maintain balance in your life and will go some way to maintaining good mental health. So the likes of mindfulness, um, exercise, diet, sleep, uh, social connections, surrounding yourself with positive people and so on. These are all things that will help give you that balance and, uh, you know, keep your, your mental health on the even uh, keel. Now, number 20 that I've got here for you, and this is the last one that we'll do today and we'll pick up with, with number 21 uh, in episode number 79. But number 20 that I've got here is to spend quality time with loved ones and nurture these relationships. And for me, this is what it's all about. My business is not the meaning for my life. It's just one piece of the jigsaw puzzle. It's the relationships that really matter uh, to me in my mind. And the way to develop these and get the most out of them is to invest time in them, to invest energy in them. Just like anything, you 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 reap the rewards of the things that you focus on. So um, if relationships are at the core of the things that are important to you, then spend time on them. Okay. So that's a wrap for episode number 77. You can head over to the growthbooth.com and navigate to number 77 to get show notes, uh, links to some of the different things, the different books and different ideas that I've mentioned, transcript and much, much more. And make sure you tune in to the growth booth number 79 to get the second half of my life lessons at 40. Now, next week in the next episode of the growth booth number 78, we're going to be looking at decoding success. And I'm going to be doing an interview with someone uh, who I think you're going to find uh, incredibly uh, motivating and inspiring. So make sure you tune back in uh, to get episode number 78 as well. And with that said, I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening today. Uh, wish you uh, all the best with whatever you're working on and I'll see you in the next episode of The Growth Earth.